Hello, my friends. Welcome to the PMP Exam Radio Show. Today, we're going to take a look at a student dilemma situation on social media, on the boards. A student left a message. So, I've been reading and got myself up to date with all the theory. I did the 35 hours of practice. Very good. The student goes further to say, now, to check my knowledge, I said to test it on a real case scenario building a company website. The webmaster, the copywriter, designer, legal compliance, and so on. I have to say, I find it very difficult, be it waterfall or agile or hybrid, to apply the theory into practice. Who picks the technologies? If you're going with experts, of course, the webmaster will choose the one that they know best. If you do your research on your own, you have no clue on the cost as they can very widely. Schedule or procurement or cost all seem like totally out of control. To get things by the book would be like spending two weeks only on obtaining some clarity and cost to go through the roof. The question is, should I forget any real application for now and just focus on theory to get the certification? Or maybe I'm doing something wrong? Great question. And while some people on this forum felt, yeah, just forget about real world and focus on the exam, I beg to differ. Our slogan at Praiseon is, real-world project management training solutions. And if we can't apply it, we ain't going to teach it. So all the stuff you hear me talk about, everything from integration to earned value to RFPs, trust that it's all been done. It's all been lived in reality. So we don't teach stuff that we haven't practiced. At Praiseon. I don't know about other firms, but as a pragmatic training firm, we believe in applying the PMBOK guide, and it's a good disposition to have. Now, to answer these questions, I have put together an outline to guide this student's thinking, because it's very easy to, 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 to get sucked into the dilemma of, oh, well, I guess PMBOK doesn't apply to real world. So I put together a what does this mean slide for this student to help this student think through. So let's think about what this means. Technology selection. Before you get to technology selection, you want to first of all make sure this endeavor is authorized. So talking about the pragmatism of the PMBOK guide, you got to make sure there's authorization before you embark on anything, right? Is there authorization to even embark on a project of two weeks or three weeks or even, no matter how short it is, there should be a question, is this authorized? If it is authorized, then you begin cutting the process according to the project. When you really boil it down, depending on the endeavor and the budget, Building a company website can be a very complex task. I know this firsthand because I'm a certified internet webmaster. 
not only have I built sites, I've also hired people to build sites. And I can tell you that the first thing you do on a project like that, after you get a charter approved, is you begin looking at the very option you selected. So the business case has got options A, B, and C. You chose option A. Maybe option A is to hire someone to do it. And if it's to hire someone to do it, then you gotta find a balance between best practices and process, and then adapting that to suit your specific needs. So when it comes to technologies, you gotta look at your business requirements, you gotta look at your target audience, who is the website for, scalability, security. So some of those high level concerns should already have come out before sending a request for proposal out to begin to get bids and so on. Uh, it's valuable to consult with experts, of course. So if you don't have an in-house expert who knows about the ins and outs of websites, maybe you hire someone to at least make the selection, right? To begin to make recommendations. It's also essential to consider expertise of the team. All of this comes up under tailoring. You need to tailor the 49 processes or whether you're looking at the PMBOK Guide 7th and what you have there in the domains, it still boils down to tailoring, right? The reason why you get certified is to understand the multiplicity of potential outcomes or potential alternatives and to begin to think of each one. So cost alternatives, schedule alternatives, scope alternatives, risk, everything. You're making sure that all of those boxes from integration, scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communication, risk, procurement, stakeholder, you're making sure that all those boxes are checked. So that is how you need to think about the first point, the technology selection. It's not the first thing you do, right? But it, it does come up in the business case. So follow the mindset of needs assessment, business case, benefits, and then your charter, and then your plan. Your plan doesn't have to be a crazily detailed plan. It could be, be a very high level plan that takes into consideration the triple constraint, primarily schedule. How long does this need to be? It needs to be five weeks, it needs to be five months, it needs to be one year, cost, right? What budget do we have available? And let's take a look at scope and make sure that the scope fits the budget. Okay, so when it comes to schedule, procurement and cost, managing project schedules, procurement and cost, yes, it can be challenging, especially in the dynamic field of web development, but that's where you put on your thinking cap and you say, I need to go with a company that can give me a firm fixed price. It's building a website, it's not rocket science. Surely there's a way you can narrow down how many pages need to be developed, the content of the pages, high level overview of the technologies, you know, whether there's gonna be e-commerce or whatever the site is. Once there's a firm understanding, you can move ahead and select whoever the seller is. It's not that hard, but again, you, you gotta remember you are checking the boxes as a PMP. You're thinking about integration. Do I have that down? What about scope? What about schedule? What about cost? What about quality? 
Which other resources do I need, if any? Communications. Risk. Have I got all my risks covered? What happens if... Dot, 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 right? Procurement and stakeholder. And that's how you need to think about point number two. Number three, when it comes to balancing theory and practice, theory provides a great foundation for knowledge and best practices. It makes you more attuned to possibilities in the world of project management. Again, going back to understanding the knowledge areas, it is so crucial. Finally, number four, rather than abandoning real application in favor of focusing solely on theory or vice versa, consider taking an iterative approach. What I mean is that as you navigate the world of project management, you got to look at titrating a little bit of PMBOK consciousness and real world consciousness. Now, while obtaining certifications can be valuable for enhancing your theoretical knowledge, it's also important to gain hands-on experience. Just like I said in the beginning, everything that I teach is used, it's been practiced. So real-world projects allow you to apply your theoretical knowledge, to learn from challenges, and to refine your skills. And you need to strive for a balance between theory and practice. You don't just throw theory at everything, and you don't just throw practice at everything. You don't just brute force everything because that's what some people do. They don't apply any theory, and that's not sensible. Apply theory, apply empiricism, continuously learning, adapting as you work on real projects. So don't abandon real application in favor of focusing solely on, on theory. I would say begin with a small-scale project to apply your theoretical knowledge, gain practical experience, maybe apply it to your individual, your personal projects in your real life. That's a way maybe you plan a, a family trip or you plan some endeavor around the house or you plan something very minute. And in that way, you're going to put pen to paper, you're going to learn from the process, you're going to make adjustments, and you're gradually going to improve your skills. You know, and then if in doubt, if you are ever in doubt, remember, PM Anonymous is there for you. A lot of folks don't know that I have an outfit, PM Anonymous. And this is designed to help project managers who are stuck. If you are stuck, you need a detox, you need to hear voice of reason, go on down to pmanonymous.com and I'll help you get everything straight. In closing, remember that every project is unique. There's not a one-size-fits-all. And don't discard theory. Don't discard practice. Both are important. I hope this helped give you some ideas on how to tackle stuff in the real world. Okay? Follow the logic. One, get it authorized. Two, plan. Tailor your planning. Three, begin doing stuff. And if in doubt, use the concept of empiricism that we learned from Scrum. Do a little check. Apply it. Do it again. Check what have you learned. Apply it again and use rolling wave planning. Okay, I hope this helps you. I wish you all the very best in your endeavors. 
Thank you for the question and bye for now.